This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. The lyric New Church Live is in the original song, just so you know. I do have to apologize to you folks. Last week, like one of my biggest, you know how we have those nerve-wracking things we worry about all the time? One of mine is that I'll forget to turn my mic off. I love singing with the band. And my, one of my nightmares is that, I, and then I'm watching back at the service. You know, I like go back through through a scorecard, like, you know, what, what worked, what didn't. I forgot to turn my mic off last week. And, and so I'm singing with the song. We have a little team meeting. Ray's there as he is every week on the call. I said, Ray, I'm so sorry. And, and did you hear me sing? And he went, yes. <laughs> and then Ray, of course, is Ray a good guy or what? Like, you know, he's as good a guy as you'll find. And Ray, Ray is always, you know, that whole lemonade out of lemons. And Ray's like, Chuck, because you were so bad, it made everyone feel comfortable. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. <laughs> so welcome again to New Church Live. Folks, here's today's service in a sentence. Notice the space between. Can we say that together? Notice the space between. One more time. Notice the space between. That's what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be looking at it in the context of friendship and blessing. And our hope is that you go out of here and that what you do moving forward into the week is that you notice the space between. That space is indeed beautiful. We've been part of this series here, practicing giving, practicing peace, practicing amazement. This week, practicing friendship, taking a look at how friendship works. Now, I, I want to share with you a, a beautiful passage here from the Bible that talks about this, this, this practice of friendship. And it's easy, again, like to, to think of friendship. I mean, there's so many words that are just like really sappy Hallmark cards. You know, friendship can be one of those words that just, we, we treat it so lightly. And yet, isn't that an essence of life? You know, we, we really thrive with friendship. And, and we really struggle when we can't find it. And sometimes in our life, we're in more of a can't find it time. Other times we're able to immerse ourselves in fabric. We're able to wrap ourselves in that cloth known as friendship. And it's a struggle. So, so I want you to like think about it in a deeper way today. In a deeper way. And it starts here, this beautiful passage. This is from the Gospel of John. And, and here's Jesus, and he's talking to his disciples about how, how to kind of live life. Now, the disciples, for those of you who, who aren't aware, these are these 12 guys who sort of follow him. And don't think of them as perfect. They have much more in common with, with Curly, Larry, and Mo than with anyone else. Right? These are not perfect human beings. These are just regular people like you and I. And he's trying to explain to them the relationship he wants to have with them, which is his way of explaining the relationship that he believes God wants to have as well. You are my friends, my friends, if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I've called you friends. You have to see him saying that with a smile. Instead, I've called you friends. For everything that I learned from my Father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command. Love each other. Love each other. It's a beautiful, beautiful passage there. find it incredibly powerful. 
And it's, it gets down to, you know, just this simple summary. I no longer call you servants. I've called you friends. Please say the last line with me there. Love each other. Like, look at that. Let that sink in. That's the relationship God wants to have with you. Not as a master-servant relationship, but as a friend. A friend where that friendship is known by the simple fact that we love each other. Now, it's interesting, kind of, where do we find God and how do we find God? And that question, kind of, again, well, show me God. Where is God? Abraham Joshua Heschel, this beautiful, famous rabbi, has one of my favorite quotes. Can I tell you one of my favorite quotes from him? Heschel, I say this all the time. It's so beautiful. He was marching with Martin Luther King in Selma. I know we have a lot of first-time people here, so you haven't heard this quote. Marching with Martin Luther King in Selma, Alabama, and he said, my legs were praying. Is that good or what? That's a quote where I better see it on Facebook from all of you this afternoon. My legs were praying. And so he was asked once, like, where do we find God? And his answer was that we find God in the space between. Now, of course, God covers all space, all space. But if we're looking for God, if we really want to see God, look at the space between between you and those you love. Family, friends, community, a church. You want to see God? See God there. Look at this idea. God can be found in that space between people. Friendship finds holiness, finds God between people, where we each become, please say those two words, where we each become an... That's a beautiful phrase. Enlightened witness to each other. Enlightened witness where we're able to look at each other. This, this fits right in beautifully with the idea of the new church. That there's, listen to this line, there's no adequate way to describe God except in terms of pure love and pure mercy. Pure love and pure mercy. Now, I want to do a little experiment here, you know, with, with understanding the space between. Can I get a big yes that you, I have permission to do an experiment? All right, so, so this is it. Now, I've never done this before. This may totally flop. Is that all right with you? Yes. So what I need is I need two volunteers who are going to stand here on this carpet. All right? And do you want to know? I guess I should tell you what you're doing first. So, so what you're going to do is one person is going to take a picture of the other person with the, with the group as the background. All right? So I'm looking for two friends who are willing to do that. I'm going to ask the lights to just come up a little bit so we see everybody's bright, shiny faces. So could I have two wonderful, amazing, incredible volunteers? Round of applause, folks. You two look like you're walking the green mile. You know? <laughs> Come on up. One of you two wants to have their picture taken. All right, excellent. So you stand right here. All right, boom, boom, boom. You stand right there. All right. 
All right? This is so good. Now, why, don't you, why don't you get up? Why don't you get a picture? Everybody in the background, wave. Excellent. Everybody in the background, wave. Excellent. Everybody in the background, cheer now. There we go. Excellent. All right. You're done. Give them a round of applause. It turned out great. Oh, God. It's, it's all right. It's all good. It's all good, says Pastor Chuck. Just hold on. I am like phone inept, so I just need to text this up so we can save it to our internet audience. So the space in between. Here's a miracle of the space in between. That may not seem like a big deal, right? Like people take pictures all the time. But did you notice something? Who was smiling in the picture? Somebody can shout it out. You were smiling. Yep. She was smiling. And who else was smiling? Her friend. Margot taking the picture was smiling. Now that's easy to like kind of like blast over. But, but think about that. Every time we take a picture, we smile. If you don't, you're working for the county correction facility. I mean, just think about that. And think about why is it that you smile? Why is it that you smile? I know there's a lot of great answers out there. Right? There's, there's a beauty in that. Stuart, do we have it yet? When we show it up here. You know, I, I, I want you folks to think about that, that smile and the way that works and how incredibly powerful that is. Because here's a picture, folks. I think that is how God sees the world. I think that is how God sees you. He's walking around. He's taking a bunch of pictures. And he's smiling with every picture that he takes. I think that is an incredibly powerful way to see God, an incredibly powerful way to see the world. So how do we live into that? Like, how do we understand more and more that space between? And how do we actually, like, allow that space to open? And, and I want you folks to sit in the miracle of that space. It's, it's a little like this. I remember hearing a guy in NPR, he was talking about gravity. He said, you know, you can hold your hand out and we can feel gravity pulling our arm down to the ground. But scientists, we know we can measure gravity, but we still don't know what's happening between here and the floor. We don't know what that is. And I think it's the same way. We don't really know. Like, I don't have languages to why everybody smiles when they take a picture, but I know they do. I don't really have words or, or an explanation for why people love each other the way they do, but they do. And maybe the best we can do if we can't understand it is just to notice it. To notice it. Take a look at this quote here from Philippians. A beautiful quote dealing with gentleness. It's from Philippians 4. And it's where Jesus talks about family and friends and how family and friends come together. And he says, well, in this, in this quote, Brothers and sisters, dear, dear friends, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So let's just look at that for a second. 
the language of this, Philippians is written, you know, about, you know, 70 years or so after Christ dies. They'd formed these communities. These communities were, were, were characterized by certain things. And, and one of them is that they started calling everybody brothers and sisters because they saw this as families, about making the world your family. It was about embracing friendship between people. Notice it doesn't say judgment or guilt. It does not say those things. It says rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Now, now that word rejoice, again, we have a lot of first-time people. That word could also be translated in the ancient Greek as thrive. Is that good or what? It could be translated as thrive. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Let's take a look at the next slide here. Do not be anxious about everything, but in ev- anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Again, with, with gratitude, we go with a grateful heart with what we're asking for. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A beautiful line there. Now, I, I love the way that, that this can work. Like, it, that space in between, if, if, if we allow, like, what do we want to allow in that space between that can help it grow? There's so many things I could say. There's so many. We'd be here for, like, weeks. So I just want to focus on that word gentleness, about what happens when we allow gentleness into that space between. This is what I think happens when we allow that gentleness into the space between. Take a look at this next slide. The beauty of gentleness. What does gentle space between friends look like? It takes seriously the holiness, sacredness of their own lives and the lives, experiences of others. So so we're able, if we're gentle, we're able to really, like, listen. I I was mentioning to someone, you know, a a dear friend, actually is in attendance today, and this friend is the kind of person who, like, if you talk to and you say you're fine but you're not, she's the person who goes... You're not really fine. We all know who that person is. And, and you know, it's like instantly, yes, I am, I'm totally fine. No, you're not. You're with friends, you can talk to me. So that gentle space, it goes on. Other characteristics of the gentle space between. Let's look at the next slide here. Instead of grand and glorious proclamations out, pools with quiet, attentive listening in. So a gentleness, when it's in friendship, it's not, it's not so I can uh, get you into my clutches and, and repeat my well-rehearsed monologue to you. It's about how do I allow a gentleness, a gentleness that, it, that allows an attentiveness that pulls people in. An attentiveness, a gentleness that pulls people in. And it grows from disarmingly honest people, secure in who they are, and who from that security honor the relationship and their own insecurity. How darn cute are neurotic people? You know, especially when they tell you they're neurotic. You know, I find that just so refreshing that that when gentleness is there, both sides, like they're not posturing. They're able to talk about the hard thoughts in their head and the, the challenges. They're not coming across as someone who has it all figured out. How much fun is it to hang out with someone who has it all figured out? (laughs) 
Now, I want to share something a little tongue-in-cheek with you. You know, this is Anne Lamott, who's one of my favorite. Any Anne Lamott fans in here? You know, she's one of my favorite Christian authors. She's, she's disarmingly honest. And I want to share with you a quote here. And this is a quote from her. And it's, it's a quote where she's talking about, yeah, and I have all these bad thoughts in my head. And this is how God must think of it. I thought such awful thoughts that I cannot even say them out loud because they would make Jesus want to drink gin straight out of the cat dish. All guilty. <laughs> Do not drink gin out of a cat dish, by the way. You know, I, think, I think that is so much the, the, the way it really goes, right? Like we, 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 if we have gentleness, folks, we're able to have that authentic relationship. And we're able to have that authentic relationships as brothers and sisters and as friends, as brothers and sisters, and uh, as friends. Now, now just, just imagine, folks, the, the world that gets created there. Just imagine how that can start to look. If we really invite in that judgment, if white invite away that, push away that judgment, invite in that gentleness, that means I'm entering a relationship in a totally different place. I'm entering it gently. What's the wisdom I have in that place? The wisdom of tenderness. What's the orientation I have in that place? Curiosity. It's all about love. It's all about love and the beauty in that moment. And those pieces, folks, they, they echo out. Like this series, this series is called Practicing Heaven. Please say the N-word there. Practicing Heaven Now. If you believe heaven is way far off, way far off another time and another place, I would urge you to think again. I'd urge you to examine your view of God. Because maybe you have a view of God that's a transactional thing where, where God is kind of like, he's going to judge you all this life and then the goodies and the baddies and all that stuff. But maybe it's not that way. Maybe this love is about transformation in our lives. A love that transforms. Do I believe in heaven, there and now, life after death? Absolutely, 100%. And I know that, that that sphere, that sphere just permeates everything we do in this life. How many of you have experienced heaven at least once in this life? You better all raise your hands. <laughs> you know, we all have. We all have experienced that. You want to know why you've experienced that? Because God wants you to experience it. Because he wants you to feel heaven now. He wants you to be able to practice heaven now. Knowing that it's heaven all the way to heaven or hell all the way to hell. I'd much rather learn as best I can to experience heaven now. Even, even in the challenging parts. So the way we're going to close this series the way we're going to close this service is actually in practicing heaven now. We're going to do that with a blessing. So as the band comes out, the band will come out, they'll do a song, and then that song will help us to get set up for a blessing that we're going to be doing right down here. I'm going to be doing a blessing with Carrie and Stacy, two wonderful parishioners, and then we're going to invite the whole congregation to kind of join in the last part of the blessing. 
Are we ready to practice heaven now? Yes. So enjoy this song as we get ready for the blessing. Just for a minute, just the space between, you know, this beautiful beautiful (laughs) space between. And a few words of blessing here. I love the quote about Anamkara. Anamkara means soul friendship. And sometimes that journey to soul friendship takes a long time. Sometimes it starts 1995 with football games. And then it ends up here and now. And we get a moment to just realize how good life is. Just for today. How good it is. Anamkara, Celtic for soul friendship, is the act of recognition and belonging. Blessed by God, the place where you can be who you truly are. Where you are understood, it's where you can release yourself into the trust and shelter of the other person's soul. You are then joined in an ancient and eternal union with humanity that cuts across all barriers of time, convention, philosophy, and definition. When you are blessed with an Anamkara, a soul friend, you are home. You are home. You think about that journey home, all the places it has taken you to. The wonderful parts of that journey, again, that started in 1995 with friendship, kids, and football. And have gotten you to this place. And I love the way T.S. Eliot holds home. He says, you know, we'll begin our journey and then we'll arrive home a second time. But when we arrive back, we'll know the place for the first time. Isn't that good? We'll know the place for the first time. And that's where we get a chance to, to say, as I mentioned at the beginning of the service, all these little strings that become threads, that become woven together, that become cloth, that become beautiful. That become beautiful. And today we stand here and we witness and we bless that weaving and that wonderful homecoming. That wonderful homecoming, the friendship that's part of it. I texted you this morning, Stacy, because I got a little inspirational quote, and it's like God does these little things all the time. And the little inspirational quote I got this morning was a piece of new church that says, love combined with friendship grows after the wedding and strengthens. A friendship very different from that of any other love because of this, because it's full. Because it is full. And I want to offer my blessing to this marriage. I want to offer this. I want you two to have a sense of God's holding. Sense of God's holding. God says, and I believe this, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Beautiful lines of God's holding. And then I also want you to get a knowledge of home. That blessing of home that you found in each other. Isn't that a beautiful thing? I mean, it's just that feeling that really, really special couples have. They have a calmness. Not all of them have giant Great Danes, but they do all have, they do all have a calmness to them. A joy. Just a friendship that just, you can just sense it when you enter the room. You two have that, and you'll always have it. For eternity, you'll have that. And the last thing I want you to get a sense of, I'm going to ask you two to step forward a little bit here. 
last thing, I want you to hold the four hands here, <laughs> is I want you two to have a sense of how loved you are. Oh, you know that. Yeah. Well, you're about to find out. <laughs> so for those of us who'd like to join them for a blessing, please come forward. And if just leave space for the family to come up first, and then anyone else who wants to join for last hands-on blessing, please do. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we got a lot of family. Yeah. We got a lot of family. You guys put your hands right in the back. <laughs> Come up around here, big guy. Sun gets right here. Good to see you guys. Thanks for coming. Now scooch on in and put their hands on their back and the hands of the person in front of them. There you guys go. We're big on hands-on blessings here, folks, so don't be, don't be shy. Don't be shy. And what I want you folks to have a chance, I'm going to pass around the microphone here. We were arguing who was the best baseball player before, Kerry, by the way. So I'm going to pass around the microphone here and just let people have a chance to just complete the sentence. I want to bless this marriage with... What's the word you want to use to bless this marriage with? We'll just pass around the mic, try to get like a dozen or so people who can just offer a word. I bless this marriage with thankfulness, peace, love, laughter, trust, serenity, joy. Endurance. <laughs> Strength. Here you go, big guy. Just a word. I was going to say strength. Dang it's it. all good. <laughs> Forgiveness. Togetherness. Love. Anybody else? All right. So there's this beautiful line in the, in the Bible, and it's one of the most beautiful ones of blessing. And it's a time that's very difficult, time that's a challenge. And the Lord is looking for a way to comfort, a way to comfort and bless both at the same time. And that's where we get these beautiful words, and this is for the prophet Elijah. And Elijah prayed. I know. <laughs> Guess why I picked it. And Elijah prayed and said, Open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. Then the Lord opened his servant's eyes, and he looked and saw the hills full of horses and chariots of fire. And we just have to see that blessing, see that blessing and know that we're loved. And just, I'm just going to ask you to look at all the people all around. And just understand the beauty of that line. A sky filled with chariots of fire. A sky filled with support and love and blessing and joy that you two found each other. How good is that? So please join me in a blessing and a prayer. Lord, I offer my blessing on behalf of this congregation to this beautiful couple. 
Lord, bless their ways. Bless their marriage. Bless the fact that they have found each other. Bless the fact that they are home. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord make his face lifted up upon you and bring you peace. Amen. Lord, bless this marriage. Bless this road. Bless this couple. Amen. Amen. You folks may now return to your seats. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.